So when you're looking for your wedding photographer, make sure you settle on one that's going to give you a full experience. One that's going to add to your wedding day memories, one that's going to build an authentic rapport with you and your family and your wedding guests, one who's going to help you help them be set up for success on your wedding day, one who's going to help educate you, and one that's going to create magical wedding day images. Hey there, welcome to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. Do you know that the number one regret for most couples after their wedding is usually their photographs? Tammy will share all the knowledge and expertise she has gained over the years to help you get the very best wedding images from your photographer. The conversations on this podcast are going to help you understand how almost every decision you make for your wedding day directly affects your photographer. Tammy is going to give you the knowledge and awareness you need to create a nearly perfect position for your photographer to be in on your wedding day. And that means better images for you to remember your special milestone. Tammy Blaylock is an internationally awarded, nationally featured wedding photographer and published author. Since 2010, she has excelled in helping each of her couples capture beautiful, emotive images from their big day. Tammy wants your wedding day to be as perfect as you do. So tune in and listen up, because this episode's about to begin. All right. Hello, and a very warm welcome to everyone listening, whether you're listening in real time or whether you have circled back and are listening to this episode after the fact. I am so happy that you're here. I am so happy that you're here. I just want to remind you that this podcast exists so that I can share everything I know to help you avoid all the obstacles, pitfalls, and challenges that you might be placing in front of your wedding day photographer that you didn't even know about. So this is my first full week back since I went on vacation a week and a half ago to visit my army buddies out in Georgia. I have so many things to do on my to-do list. I almost don't even know where to start and I'm circling back and finishing up some things on my to-do list from last week and I told myself I was going to wake up at 5.30 or 6 o'clock this morning so that I could get an early jump start on these ginormous to-do lists, but that didn't happen. I crawled out of bed about 8 a.m., but tomorrow I'm going to be on it so that I can get these to-do lists knocked out and not be um, so stressful and so so stressed and trying to multitask so much because when I get into these quote unquote, multitasking modes, that's when I start to, that's when I notice that I've start, I start to make mistakes and really nothing gets done because I'm just going in circles, basically. I'm going to wake up early tomorrow. I do have a piece of incredibly exciting personal news that I am just waiting to share with the world, but I can't yet. So stay tuned for that because I can't wait to announce it. Until I am able, let's jump into today's topic. What your photographer should be doing instead of just taking pictures. So let me offer some comparisons for you so you can kind of understand what I'm getting at today. Imagine 
if your very favorite restaurant didn't have tables and chairs for you to use when you went in to eat, or a climate-controlled environment? What if they didn't even have clean plates or silverware, or restrooms, or any takeout supplies? What if your favorite restaurant only provided cooked food for you to eat away from your home? That's it. That's the only thing they did. Another comparison may be a hospital. What if a hospital was solely a place to convalesce? What if there were no doctors, nurses, or high-tech, life-saving medical equipment? Or let's visit a clothing store, an imaginary clothing store, if you will. Imagine if you went into a clothing store and nothing was organized by clothing type or size, or there were no fitting rooms, or there were no consultants to help you with your wardrobe choices. Everything was just piled up on the floor, and you had to sort through everything until you found what you were looking for or the thing that suited your needs. This is exactly the same type of service that I see some wedding photographers delivering to their couples. They get hired, they never communicate with their couples between the hire date and the wedding date. They barely know their names when they show up on the wedding day. They shoot the wedding and then sometime later, they deliver a gallery of images and that's it. The job is done. And there was zero experience for the couple. I am going to walk you through what your wedding photography experience should look like. But first of all, do not hire your wedding photographer without asking and approving of what this interim period between the date you hire them and your wedding date would look like. Because the better you know your photographer, the more comfortable you're going to be with them on your wedding day. And the more comfortable you are with them, the better images they are going to be able to capture. So as you're interviewing your potential wedding photographers, you should always be asking, what is our relationship going to look like between the day I hire you and the day of my wedding? And if they can't describe that to you, if they can't offer any kind of experience, what that's going to look like between you and them, I would suggest not hiring this photographer, no matter what their price point is, no matter what their images look like, no matter how much experience they have, no matter what. If they are not going to have a relationship with you between the date you pay them and the date you tie the knot, you should not hire them. And the second piece of advice I'm going to offer before I drift off into detailing what this experience should look like or give you an idea of what it should look like. It shouldn't be limited to what I'm going to detail. But you should be hiring your wedding photographer at least a year out to take full advantage of this time to get to know them. And again, the better you know them, the better your images are going to be. It's really just that simple. Okay, so let's talk about the experience that you should be enjoying with your wedding photographer after you hire them, but before your wedding day. 
So there should be gifts, even if they are only small, inexpensive gifts. There should be thank you gifts, appreciation gifts, gifts you can use. Um, For example, one of the gifts that I send to my couples are emergency kits. And in these emergency kits, they can find things like deodorant, sewing kits, shoe shine, emergency wedding bands. But these are emergency kits that they can actually take to their wedding day. And it takes care of all the little things that for the emergencies that may arise on their wedding day. I think the male version has like a tie tying diagram in it. Um, I'm not sure what all is in there, but it's just lots of little, has like over 20 things each of little emergency type items. Again, deodorant, sewing kits, shoe shine, breath drops, and what have you. And maybe also some gifts for you and your partner to help you connect to each other and relax prior to your wedding. Because let's face it, this is is a stressful time in your life. Even though you're heading to a very happy milestone, it's still stressful preparing for this day. So your photographer should be showing you their appreciation and again, making this an experience for you outside the reach of just their photos. Okay, something else that they should be doing is exchanging or at least sending plenty of emails. Your photographer should be sharing the expert knowledge that they have gained in their career with you, like DJ lighting tips, first dance music tips, first look tips. Personally, I send an email about every two to four weeks to my couples sharing all kinds of wedding planning advice with them to make sure that they are setting me up for success on their wedding days. Um, I do this to try to limit any obstacles or challenges that I'm going to inadvertently face on their wedding days. So I try to sidestep and be proactive in eliminating all the things or all of the precarious situations that couples have put me in over the years just unknowingly, because so many decisions that a couple makes for their wedding day affects how well or how challenging it will be for a photographer to do their job. Like, are they dancing to only one minute of the first dance song? Like if they're doing that and they don't tell me, I might approach their first dance song thinking I have roughly three to three and a half minutes to shoot first dance images and be surprised as hell when that song fades out after one minute. If my couples did not think to tell me or if I did not think to ask, I'm going to be so surprised and I may not have captured my safe shots within that first minute of their song. Are they expecting to invite the entire wedding party to watch the first look? If the couple is expecting to do that, I'm going to try to preemptively persuade them not to do that because I know that the images are not going to be as heartfelt and as authentic when there are 6 to 20 people watching. 
I know it's going to be a much more intimate and personal moment if it's just the couple and myself. Uh, Another example is, will the rows of the chairs at the ceremony be lined up all the way to against the walls on the outside of the aisle? If this is the case, I'm not going to be able to move around very freely during the ceremony. Every time I want to move from the front to the back, I'm going to have to do it down the center aisle. If I know this before the wedding day, because I've taken the time to educate my couples or ask these important questions, I am going to preemptively get rid of that challenge on the wedding day. And another example might be is if The amount of time that the couple has hired me for, if they are planning for me to show up 10 minutes before they decide to walk down the aisle because they are trying to save money, maybe that's what's in their budget. If I know this beforehand, we can think of a better plan so that I'm maybe there an hour and a half before they walk down the ceremony, but we plan maybe a a fake grand exit so that I'm just set up better prepared to build a little bit rapport before the ceremony rather than showing up just 10 minutes prior to that ceremony. Another thing your wedding photographer should be doing between the day you hire them and your wedding day is just randomly checking in on you. It could be as simple as a text. Hey, how's it going? Can I help with anything? Is there anything new to discuss about your wedding day? Is there um, any obstacles or problem you need me to help you with? These should be authentic attempts to help, but also just really any reason to talk to you and get to know more about you and get to know you better. Your wedding photography should maybe even be planning a meetup, an in-person drink or coffee or a quick meal. But also if distance is an issue, Maybe just a few Zooms, a few quick Zooms to have some face-to-face time. If there isn't a planner or a wedding day coordinator, the photographer should always step in to help you create a wedding day timeline. Your wedding day should not be willy-nilly, ever. You should know when and for how long your photographer is expecting to be taking photographs during each piece of your wedding day, and you should know that you are well planned and prepared for that. If your photographer is expecting to parade you around for two and a half hours during your reception, you want to know that. You want to have a heads up or a chance to tell them that this is not your idea of fun on your wedding night. But seriously, You want to have, or a timeline will allow you to have proper plans to get all of the photos you want to be made and a guideline to go by on your wedding day. You should be having a pre-wedding day planning or confirmation meeting. You should go over everything just to make sure that everyone is on the same page And this should usually happen anywhere from 7 to 14 days ahead of your wedding day. When I have these meetings with my couples, I usually discuss how I work. I will introduce them to my second shooter and my assistant and describe their working roles. 
I will go over the photographic priorities that we discussed during our initial consultation, and I will verify with them to make sure that those are still the same with my couples. We'll review the timeline. Um, I ask if they want to do sunset photos. I verify that I have received all of the worksheets back from the couple, and I quickly review those and basically just look for any obstacles that I may be having to encounter on the wedding day. And during this pre-wedding day planning meeting, I see if there is a way to fix those obstacles. Something else that I like to do before the wedding day is try to learn all of the immediate family's names and at least the best man and the maid of honor's names. That way, when I show up on the wedding day, I can call mom and grandma and dad by their actual names rather than just mom or grandma. Because when you are referring to people by their own names, it makes the day more special for them. Nothing sounds sweeter to a person than hearing their own name. So this is a way that you can not only make the day special for your couple, but the photographer can make the day special for their friends, family, and guests as well. And then even after the wedding day, your wedding day photographer should be following up with you. Yes, Even after the wedding day, they should be checking in with you, even if only by email. Was everything all right? Were there any problems with me, with other vendors? Especially if there wasn't a planner or coordinator. I like to do this just to see if there's anything, um, especially that I did, that I can improve upon for my next couple. I'm always looking for ways to improve the experience that my couples have with me. And what better way is there than to get feedback from the couples that you just serviced? Again, my goal is to make the entire process another memory for my couples leading up to their wedding day, and it's twofold, and to get to know them as much as possible so that I'm just not another wedding vendor showing up to do a job on their wedding day. I want to be a friend with a camera so that my couples are able to relax and let their guard down and let me photograph their authentic selves. This is when the best images are taken. When my couples let their guard down, they're comfortable, they forget that I'm there, and the magic just happens. So when you're looking for your wedding photographer, make sure you settle on one that's going to give you a full experience. One that's going to add to your wedding day memories. One that's going to build an authentic rapport with you and your family and your wedding guests. One who's going to help you help them be set up for success on your wedding day. One who's going to help educate you. And one that's going to create magical wedding day images. Not someone who's just going to take your money, take your pictures, and then deliver your gallery very unceremoniously. And that's all I have for today, guys. I want to remind you that the only way that this podcast is going to grow is if you share it. 
No one is helping me. No one's backing me. I don't have any advertising dollars going into growing this podcast. So I need your help. If you loved this episode, please share a screenshot from wherever you're listening and share that to your Instagram story. And you can tag either Complete Wedding Ed or Add a Girl Photo. You can also subscribe and or leave a review. And another way you can support the show is by hitting the support the show link at the bottom of my show notes. I would be grateful for whatever kind of help you're willing to give me. If you want to know more about my book, this podcast, or my wedding day photography, you can visit either completeweddinged.com or atagirlphoto.com. Again, all the links are in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you have an unforgettable day. I will catch you next time. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time and we hope that you learned something to make your wedding photographs better and your wedding day less stressful. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so others just like you can set their wedding photographer up for success. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you again during the next episode.